leaders, welcome to Group Talk at TheBridge.me, where life is better together and leading is also better together. And I am here with our fearless leader, Denise Baez. Denise, is it still okay to say Happy New Year? We can say it. It's our first Group Talk of the year, it so is. Happy New Year. It is. Happy New Year to you. We're done with Christmas. Uh, but listen, January's done and we're in February, which you know what that means. Groups have officially launched, and by the time that our leaders are listening to this, they probably already met with their le- or their groups, and yeah. they're getting started. Maybe they've had a meal. What do you like to do on your first meeting? So our ladies group, that uh, the ladies group I lead, we meet out at a restaurant every week because we're just yes. cool like that. All right, so we got together last night, and it was incredible. We had an amazing time with a lot of new ladies joining us and the old crew there too. Yeah. So it was really a lot of fun. That is fun. Yeah, I'm actually headed to local table tonight. I'm jealous. Plug. Hopefully oh. they hear this and sponsor me. We need a local table in Missouri City by my house. Yeah, you should, or you just move out where all the cool kids are. Alright, I'm uh, coming. All right. In Richmond. Uh, but listen, it is the new year. We hope that your groups are uh, starting off very well and uh, we, uh, we're we here for you. Just a reminder, we're, we're here to encourage you. We're here to pray for you. Uh, and all that good stuff. And today, as we start off the new year, we've gone through Christmas, we've gone through January, and we wanted to start off this year just talking about something that can be very critical and Mm -hmm. beneficial as you lead your groups. Because as we know from 2020, 2021, and now that we're into 2022, Denise, I don't know if you knew this or not, but tough times happen to every single person, okay? And we want to just chat a little bit about how that can look in your small group because our small group leaders are in the trenches. They're in the trenches of life, the messiness. We have that big old banner that says no perfect people allowed and they come up to the church and they want to join a small group. And you love them and you want to be there for them, especially in the tough times. So we want to help you just kind of wrap your brain around what are some things as a leader yeah. that I can do right. to help and love people through a tough time. Yeah, so we want to talk about a few different things. And Denise, why don't you get us started? How are we going to handle these tough times with people in our group? I think, you know, we've got a couple of different points here to go through, but I think this first one may be the most important one, and that is just show up. So big. Just show so big. up. There is every reason in our lives for us to shy back or or step back from people when they are in difficult times, yeah. when they are in pain. Um, it's it's often messy. It's um, overwhelming sometimes. You you don't know exactly how to be there for somebody, yeah. and so often we'll stand back and wait, hoping we get some kind of signal or or uh, idea from them of what to do. But really this first point, just show up, be present, be there in the situation with them, um, whatever that looks like. There's a lot of power in that. Absolutely. Don't assume that you're a bother by reaching out. Uh, I know I can get tied up in that where, oh, they're probably too busy to answer my text message or go out to lunch with me. But people can feel isolated when they're going through a hard thing. So that time together really matters. Absolutely. Uh, so just show up, and which is not easy, because the easy thing to do is to just not show up I know. <laughs> and not have to sit in that tension with whatever they're going through. It feels bad sometimes, yeah. you know, or you feel, and maybe what feels bad about it is it can feel awkward or you can feel incompetent for the situation you find yourself in. Like, yeah. I don't know what to do. Right. And so rather than go and make that person even feel worse, potentially, yeah. I don't do anything. Resist that temptation. Yeah. Just show up. 
in the moment, God's going to move and he's going to show you where the opportunities are Absolutely. to love on that person. Absolutely. And I think the second point goes along with that is resisting the urge to say something profound. Because I think a lot of times if we don't know what to say, we don't want to show up. That's true. And so if we don't know what to tell them or what to encourage them, we either don't show up or we do show up and we say something totally off the wall that's oh. irrelevant and it might even be hurtful at times. That's true. And so I think some easy, simple things to say when you do show up and when you do feel like you need to say something is just simply tell them you love them. That's right. Just say, you know what, I am here, I am present, and I love you. Um, I'm sorry for the for the grief that you're going through or the loss that you're experiencing right now. Um, and honestly, Denise, it's okay just to be silent. It's true. You know, I always yeah. when we think about tough times, I think about the story of Job. Now that's like the ultimate tough time. He lost family, possessions, everything, yeah. Yeah. but a wife who was telling him to curse God and die. So Job was in a bad place. Tough spot. Yeah. His friends show up, and the best thing that they did in the whole book of Job was sit there with him. Yes. They just sat there in silence and just listened. They opened up and they started up and they just started listening to what he had to say. So I think when we show up for our friends and tell them how much you love them, tell them that you're not going anywhere, that they have uh, your presence anytime that they want it. Uh, but you know, our listen. friends do not expect us to turn into right. Obi-Wan Kenobi That's the second right. something goes That's wrong right. in our life. But That's they right. do expect us to be there with them through it. Yeah. And walking through it with them. And some statements that you want to say, especially if, if they're dealing, if they're grieving a death, is yeah. don't say they're in a better place. Uh, mm. Don't say things like, well, I have a friend who, like, they don't care about what else is going on. The only focus that's going on in their mind right, right now is what's going on in their life the loss that they've experienced. Mm. Um, and so don't you know resist that urge to make comparisons or try to, you want to be empathetic, right. but not throw all these other sad stories in their face that they're already dealing with. And even if you've been through a situation, this situation is about this person. And so sitting in it with them, yep. turning, you know, each question you ask or each thing you say, just drawing them out a little more to hear from their heart what's yeah. going on. Um, yeah. Your love is going to shine through. That's and right. later there may be an opportunity where they say, hey, I know you lost yeah. a, lost your mom too. Right. Or, I, you know, it, it, you know, how was that for you? Yeah. When they're at that place, when they're ready to have Absolutely. that conversation. Absolutely. And then set up a regular time to check in on them. You mm, know, whether that's yeah. sending them a text or an email or however you communicate setting up a time to go take them to coffee, yes. buy them lunch, bring them lunch, um, and then never underestimate the power of prayer. Make sure that in your prayer time that you are praying for this person. Mm. The things that you have listened to, um, pray for those things specifically what they have voiced. If they have said, you know, I'm really struggling with depression or I'm really struggling with loneliness, pray for those things. Specifically say, God, this, you know, so-and-so is dealing with depression. They're dealing with, with loneliness or financial crisis, you know, they're dealing with hurt, you know, mm. don't just say, God, be with so-and-so because, man, that's tough what they're going through, <laughs> you know, right. God hears that prayer, but how even more invested are you in their lives when you are so specific about what they're going through? Um, so show up and resist the urge to say something profound because a lot of times silence is the best uh, form of friendship. And third, uh, and this one is so critical, especially when you're dealing with a great loss, yeah. um, a death of a spouse, a child, um, a very close family member, allow people to grieve. Allow people to grieve. Um, people need safe 
people in their lives that they can talk to about the real emotions that they are experiencing. And those are sometimes have jagged edges and they, they're, they're feeling that cut and hurt and they're going to express that in their words. Sometimes they're going to be in an angry place. Um, sometimes they may be expressing anger towards God. That's right. They are not making a theology statement <laughs> in that moment. That's true. That is not, I have studied the Bible and I've decided that God has forsaken me. That is, in this moment, I feel so alone and I can't feel their presence, his presence. And, you know, and I I think a place, and and if you spent any time, it's funny, when I was young, I didn't understand the Psalms. I would read them and it felt like up and down and up and down. And now that I've lived a little more, wow, I get it because I have felt those things. I have experienced some things. In Psalm 13, um, just to give an example of how people need to grieve and process, uh, David writes Psalm 13, and he start, this is where he starts. Oh, Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with my anguish in my soul, with my sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Now, he is hurting. He is, you know, he is crying out to God in the feelings and the emotions that he is experiencing. When we drop down to verses 5 and 6, here's how he wraps that psalm up. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Look, between those first verses and those last verses... It can take some time to yeah. get there. That's a full pendulum swing. That, that absolutely is. That yeah. yeah, he didn't come to that conclusion overnight. He also did not, I don't think, truly think that God had forsaken him yeah. in that moment. But he was feeling that was, in that moment. Was, yeah, he felt it. And he needed a way to express that. He did that through writing it. But sometimes the friends in our small group need a safe place where they can express those hard feelings. And I think the worst thing to do in those moments is to start a theological debate. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. They are are not going to hear a word you have to say, and you might do more damage than good in just letting them get that out and wait till they're maybe not as emotional to, you know, and they might have that verse 5 moment of just saying, but. Yes. But. Even though I feel these things, but you are still God. You are still on the throne. You are still in control. I trust you. And if we stay in that relationship with them, if they stay in our group hearing truth, God is just continually revealing himself, and they're going to come to that place themselves. And we're there for them, hopefully. And I think God can handle those words. I mean, David was considered a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've been in church any amount of time, you probably heard that. And he is letting God have it. I yeah. mean, he is letting God have it. And, and God, God included it in Scripture. That's right. Like he preserved right. it for us today because we're going to be facing some of those things. That's right. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so we want to show up for them. We want to resist the urge to say something profound, and we want to allow them to, uh, to grieve. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, the next one is we, we we really want to be the church, and we want to offer practical help. Um, honestly, it's our job as small group leaders and and people in community to see what they need because they can't see anything right now. Everything is a blur. Everything is ringing. Uh, They don't know their left foot from their right foot at this point. Let us observe and see what they need and show up in those places. Show up big in those moments. Um, And honestly, it helps to have someone in your group. If you have somebody who's kind of stepped up and said in other times, like, hey, I would love to, to head up 
this service project or that service project. Let's have somebody who is in this person's life to know the ins and out of what they do. That's like, right. yeah, you know what? They need groceries on Tuesdays. That's when they normally grocery shop. They need um, yard work. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna get out and edge. They're not gonna mm-hmm. get out and pick weeds. You know, March is around the corner, and we're gonna start seeing you know weeds growing in our flower beds. Um, do they their do they have kids? Do they do their kids need rides uh, to yeah. school or to practice or whatever? That's where we can step in the gap where they're hurting and they can't even muster the energy to get out of bed some days, or they're working to find a new job or mm-hmm. deal with what was lost in in taking care of other things. Yes. Where can we step in that gap? Yeah. Where can we stand and come along beside them and truly meet those needs? You know, in Acts 2, it really says they saw a need and they filled the need. That's right. How can we do that as small group leaders? I think that's being very uh, attentive and then offering that. You know, just showing up and saying, hey, we're going to cut your grass. Hey, we're going to wash your car. Hey, we're going to take your kids, you know, yeah. just so you can have We're door dashing you some, yes. some dinner. Y'all, Someone did that hey, for us last week. Wow. Let me tell you what. Uh, when we had COVID mm-hmm. in the fall, Denise Baez oh, doordashed, wow. and we smacked the mess out of some Wingstop. It was wow. it was really good. Um, and you know, again, starting that meal train—that's so big, though. You know, mm-hmm. you and you made it easy. You know, you don't always have to cook a casserole for them anymore. You can, that's you know, right. send them a little email that says, "Hey, you got you know this amount of money to to spend on DoorDash or Uber Eats or however you like to do." Um, and the trick is, there's so many different situations and and. We re- at the group life, we really want to equip you guys with everything. And there's this little book called the Small Group Emergency Response Handbook. That's right. Now, that's a mouthful, yeah. but it has incredible tips, guides when it comes to death, financial loss, crisis, uh, job loss, so many specific areas. You know, death of a child, death of a parent, you know, death of a, a friend, spouse. a spouse. Yeah. So many different things. And, and so practical. Yes. What are they so feeling right now? And then, hey, how could you be a That's help right. to them? Some of you have gotten that. Um, we gave that out in our group leader kit several years ago. But some of you might not have been leading a group at that time. Yeah. If you had not gotten the small group emergency handbook. Or you lost it. Or you lost it. It's little. It's red. Uh, we have got those here for you. And if you would like one, just shoot myself or Marshall an email and we will make sure to have one for you on a Sunday morning. Absolutely. Um, so we want to show up. We want to resist the urge to say something profound. We want to allow them to grieve and then we want to fill in the gap and offer that practical help where their lives and ease. What else can we do when people are going through tough times? What can we think about? Honestly, um, I was thinking about this just last week um, and you know, it can feel overwhelming as a leader, because there's not just one person in your group, maybe there's 10 or 12, and you're trying to be present for them in their different circumstances. One, it is not just you. Your whole group is there, and you are all looking out for each other, and that is a beautiful thing to see. That's what community really is. So do not feel the weight in that way, but I will say this, um, in that, you know, I mentioned we might feel inadequate for the need. Yeah. Strange example, but the other day I was standing up. You know, you're moving fast, right? I'm getting ready to leave the house. I go to put on my shoe while I'm standing up, and who can guess what happened? Um, I started to 
keel over, basically. Like, I overbalanced. Yes. I started to fall. <laughs> I throw a hand out like, somebody save me, yeah. you know. And I managed to, with one finger, touch a piece of furniture yeah. that was there. That's all you needed. And that balanced me. And that stabilized me in that moment. And I did not fall over. Yeah. Um, I like to think about it that way. As group leaders, as people in a small group, God is the one who moves in people's lives. God is the one who does the work and he uses us to be a finger, to stabilize, just a small touch in somebody's life, to stabilize, to help them make it through to the next moment. And we're so thankful that you are in your your group's lives in that way. Uh, Our church as a whole could never know what each person is going through, but you and your group do know. You know each other personally and you are serving each other in a beautiful right. way and we're so thankful absolutely absolutely and while we hope that we never experience a 2020 or a 2021 or maybe mm. a 2007 or where whatever year that you can remember that was rough for you just know that god is still the same god that he was back That's then right. he's still the same god when jesus was on the cross he's still the same god with jacob isaac you know abraham and uh, he's a big God, and he sees us where we are. And the cool thing about, about it is we get to be a part That's right. of furthering his kingdom. And a lot of that is through service, especially when people are going through tough times. And I, I just think about that first church and all the tough times. They were being persecuted. They were being martyred, all these things. And yet they were bold in their mm. faith, and they were bold in how they responded. So uh, we are so thankful for you. We are so thankful for your leadership, for your compassion, for your wisdom, and for your grace. And uh, Denise and I, we we pray for you often, and we thank God for you often, and we are looking forward to an absolute incredible year. Again, we are so happy that we're launching this week, and we want to hear all the life change stories you can give us because we know that God is working here at The Bridge. Denise, you got anything else you want to tell these wonderful leaders? Have an amazing time with your groups. We are thankful for you. Yes, we love you guys, and we will check you next time on Group Talk at thebridge.me.